Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Let's get started with Fantasy Week 4. Welcome everybody to Fantasy Football Today. Adam, Jamie, and Heath with eight mostly AFC home games. Uh, Had to balance it out a little bit. We'll be talking about the AFC home games plus uh, Pittsburgh at Green Bay and uh, Kansas City at Philadelphia. And who are the Bucks? Who are the Bucks playing this week? (laughs) Slipping my (laughs) mind, yeah. Uh, a little bit of attention being put on that game. But you know which one I'm really looking forward to, fellas? Let's um, go ahead. Jets, Titans. Not, not Jets, Titans. Heath, you have a guess? I know what the Bonanza is, and I'm just I'm going to pretend like hopefully the Bonanza is not going to happen. I don't pick the Bonanza until Friday. I don't know what the it's Bonanza gotta be, is. It's got to be Cardinals. Um Rams, right? Well, I, was thinking, I was assuming it would be Raiders Chargers. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. I was thinking with AFC home games. Uh uh, let's see how legit the Raiders are. All right, this is pretty, and they're you know they get so many Monday night games, or at least every year they get a week one Monday night game. This time I'm actually excited to watch them in prime time because Derek Carr is one of the most interesting players in fantasy. He leads the NFL in passing yards through three games. Now, if you take away his overtime stats, he wouldn't. But you know, all right, let's talk about players we love. Jamie, who are we firing up this week? Uh, well, I hope I don't ruin this guy, but uh, Jalen Hurts is the start of the week. So um, uh, I think you've seen kind of the floor uh, each of the last two weeks based on his rushing production, uh, 21 and 24 fantasy points. So I'm hoping that's the worst. Uh, the best is uh, I still think yet to come. Uh, we saw a, a snippet of that in week one. I think we're going to see it again in week four. Uh, the projected total is 54 and a half. So I think they'll have to keep point, keep up with the Chiefs offense. Uh, garbage time will matter because they're a touchdown underdog at home, which is never a good sign. Um, but yeah, the the rushing is is what is is the important part here for him. And they struggled with a rushing quarterback already when Lamar Jackson went for 102 touchdowns. So hopefully Jalen Hurts does the same thing. I don't know how much this matters to anybody, but the Chiefs I think gave up seven rushing touchdowns to quarterbacks last year. This is something that they struggled with last year. They've got you know similar personnel. And they're giving up the most yards per play in the NFL. All right, so Jalen Hurts is the start of the week. Heath, who do you love this week? I, I've got, I'm going to give you my full progression of who, how I was going to answer this question. So first I thought, you know, I've got DeAndre Swift at number four, RB4 in PPR. It's, I'll just say, I, I talked about DeAndre Swift enough. i got Alexander Madison at RB5, but Dalvin Cook might play. I've got Sony Michelle at RB10, but Daryl Henderson might play. So I'll say Chuba Hubbard. I, uh, I expect that he will get two-thirds of the Christian McCaffrey role. And I've got him at RB11. I think he uh, probably gets 12 to 14 carries, catches five-plus passes. I'm not totally sold this Dallas defense is very good, especially against running backs. I think Chuba gets into the end zone and is a a number one running back. 
Sony Michelle number 10, though? If there's no Daryl Henderson, absolutely yes. You've got a you've got a, a favorite in a game that has a huge over-under, a guy that's getting all the running back touches against a defense that's giving up five and a half yards per carry. Okay. Like yeah. it's everything you want in a running back matchup. Yeah. Rams facing Arizona. And potential bonanza. I can't use Seattle or Minnesota. They they were last week, so yeah, that's probably that's probably going to be it. And I I got it right last week, people. So every just everyone just relax. Yeah, last week. Don't tell Tyler Lockett that. Nah, or Russell Wilson. But everyone else did great. <laughs> Minnesota and Seattle. I had to once. You again, think that game didn't hit the over? I can. Yeah. No, I, that should be part of your bonanza. It's got to hit the over. All right, I accept. I accept that. Uh, no, that's BS. Like that, it had already really high over. So, uh, I had to once again convince someone that I'm not a sorcerer. I, I don't know. I, I promise I'm not. All right. So those are players we like. Who do we avoid in week three? Week four. You can also talk about week three. But who do we avoid in week four, Heath? I could. I could. I would do much better at telling you who to avoid in week three. Um, I'm pretty worried <laughs> about Chase Claypool. Because I think Deontay Johnson's coming back. I think there's a decent chance that Juju's coming back as well. Claypool's targets really didn't explode until Juju went out of that game. It wasn't even with with Deontay Johnson out that they exploded. And then this Packers pass defense should be pretty good. Ben looks completely washed up. I would like to avoid Chase Claypool if I can. He's a borderline number three wide receiver for me. All right, Jamie, give me a sit. Uh, Damien Harris, uh, no thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Taking on the, the Bucks. Uh, his playing time was a problem last week uh, because of pass protection, according to report. And if you can't pass protect, uh, sorry, you're not going to play when you're chasing points. And we know that they don't have a pass catching back that they trust. Clearly, they don't trust Damien Harris. So uh, time to sit him this week. All right. 60-second rankings dispute number one. It's Damien Harris. Somebody <laughs> likes him? Heath, uh, he's got him... Well, 12th in non-PPR, but still 23rd. What is this music? 23rd in full PPR, whereas he's not in the top 30 for Dave and Jamie. Heath? This might be a 60-second rankings mover. I just, like, first <laughs> off, there's not a lot of running backs that I feel great about, and I tend to use a player's role, over, especially at this point, over the four, full three weeks of the season and not just last week. Um so I, I kind of think there's an opportunity that Damon Harris catches a few more passes with James White gone. I still mostly expect him to dominate the carries, whatever carries there are in this game. I haven't projected the Patriots to do what the Cowboys did or what the Falcons did, throwing 70, 75% of their offensive plays and just not running at all. Maybe they will do that, but I don't... like As, as good as the Tampa Bay run defense is, I don't think having Mac Jones throw 50 passes against Tampa Bay is the way to stay in that game. Oh, they're going to try and run. It's going to fail. Uh, Brady needs 68 yards to pass Drew Brees for the all-time passing record. So after five minutes in the game when he breaks the record, um, their game script is out the window for the Patriots because they're down probably 14 points at that point. So I I can't see Damian Harris having any success because he's not going to be involved in the passing game to a big extent. You're right, Heath. He'll probably have a bigger role. Uh, But to a larger extent, I doubt it uh, because – he may have the best hands of the running backs, but if you can't protect your quarterback, you're not going to be out there. So, uh, no thank you. Okay, so we'd all start Chuba Hubbard over Damian Harris. Yeah. What about uh, James Robinson tonight? No question. 
I've I've got some question, but I've got Robinson one spot higher. Okay. Okay, then. You know what? Why don't we stick with the 60-second rankings disputes, get into some more controversial play? Uh, I don't know. Mm. Disputable players. Mike Davis. How about him? Uh, he's 15th for Heath in PPR now. It's very close in non-PPR, but in full PPR, Heath's putting a little more weight into the catches. He's got him 15th. Jamie, you have Mike Davis 25th against Washington. Jamie, you get the first word on Mike Davis. Yeah, and he's, he's fine. He's, a, he's an okay you know, number two running back flex play. Uh, there are just other players, I think, that are in, in a better spot than him. You know, we haven't seen um, the the uh, opportunities to, to score touchdowns, and when we have, it's gone to Cordero Patterson. You know, Patterson's got a significant role in this offense. He's doing a, uh, as good a job, if not better, catching the ball right now than Mike Davis is. So I don't have a problem starting Mike Davis, but uh, I don't think he's a slam dunk top 15 caliber player at this point by any stretch. Yeah, it's just all about the volume in the passing game. He's got a 16% target share. He's got he has almost as many targets this season as Kyle Pitts. Matt Ryan has no faith in his offensive line. He won't wait in the pocket to throw the ball deep. Everything's close to the line of scrimmage, and that has really benefited Mike Davis. And Davis actually ran the ball a little bit better last week than he had early in the year. That was encouraging to me because I think it at least hold on to his role with more carries than Cordero Patterson. And like one of the biggest surprises for me, and I've just kind of almost accepted it at this point, maybe they'll prove us wrong in week four. The Washington defense is not any good. No. No, I feel like their run defense has been all right. Um, I haven't previewed that game yet. That one's tomorrow, but... Their run defense has been good. Eckler struggled in week one, but who knows what that was a byproduct of. Uh, week two was... Week two was, was the Giant, Sa- Giants. Was that Saquon? Yeah. Yeah. Saquon had the 41 yard run last week. I mean, you know, he saw what Buffalo did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they scored touchdowns. Uh, let's see. Football team. What a weird thing. They're giving up 3.76 yards per carry to running backs. Ninth. Yeah. What did Moss have? 13 for 60? Who? Zach Moss. 13 for 60. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. They, they've been, they've been solid against the run. They've been terrible against uh, the pass so far. Uh, but we'll see if Matt Ryan can take advantage of that. How about Cole Beasley? Not ranked for Dave and Jamie. That's outside the top 48 in non-PPR. Around 40th in full PPR. Number two receiver in PPR for Heath against Houston. Jamie, why so low on Cole Beasley? Game script. Uh, I just don't know how much he'll be needed. You know, and, and you can make a case that was the same thing last week as well. But uh, they, they may have this game wrapped up in the third quarter. You know, just how things go for the Texans and how well the Bills are playing. So I don't have a problem starting Beasley and PPR, but there are just a lot of other players I think are better. The, the game script thing, like I would, that would normally be exactly what I would be saying in this situation. I just don't think the Buffalo Bills care at all. They've thrown 38 passes per, well, 76 passes the past two weeks. They've won those yeah. games by a combined 57 points. Right. Yeah. And I even look back at last year, there are three, they only had three blowout wins last year. They were weeks 15, 16, and 17. They're, they're fa- uh, facing Houston, by the way, for those of you who don't know, Bills against Houston. And they threw a lot, really, in those games for the most part. I mean, Josh Allen played only a half in week 17. He threw like 25 passes or something. Uh, so they are, yeah, they, they throw. But Beasley, he's had two pretty solid PPR games, one dud. And so he yeah, had the one dud was a 35 nothing blowout. Yeah, but last week was a 21 point blowout or something like that, and he had a big game. He's a tough one. You know, they're not going to give you three great receivers every week. But yeah, Heath, you have faith in him. In well, and I, yes, again, he's, and this will matter probably more um, 
to mind, but I think like his targets versus Emmanuel Sanders' big plays, I'm probably going to rank Beasley higher than Sanders most weeks. And there's going to be some weeks where Sanders' big plays make him a lot better play that week. But I've got Beasley at 22. I've got Sanders, I think, at 35 or 40. One of those guys, I think, will be a number two wide receiver this week. I don't yeah, know that we'll be very good at guessing which one. It's uh, it's one of those things where, you know, we don't do half PPR rankings on our site. Um, so, you know, we're, we're, we're speaking to very, you know, the, the two, to two sides, the two extremes. Um, his own, his roster percentage is still only 74%, you know, so people still don't even roster him enough that, you know, it, it, it's, it's puzzling, um, because he, you know, he's still giving you production even in non PPR leagues, but. Uh, you just don't know which guy you're going to get on a week-to-week basis. And that's the hard part with Cole Beasley. If you want the poor man's version of Cole Beasley, Hunter Renfro is rostered in 35% of leagues. That's up from... And I think I've got 20. him like wide receiver 35, so maybe yeah. I just like those guys. Yeah. All right, one more. We'll go back to 60 seconds here. Mike Kosicki, 13th for Jamie in non-PPR, 11th uh, in full PPR. Similar to where Dave has him. Dave's slightly lower, but Heath doesn't have Mike Kosicki in his top 20 against the Colts coming off that big game. Heath, uh, why so low on Mike Kosicki? Um, Because prior to week three, he had three catches for 41 yards on the season. And 33% of his targets came in the fourth quarter and overtime of that game against the Raiders. I just don't necessarily believe it with... Now, Will Fuller missed practice on Wednesday. If Will Fuller didn't play, and I know he was better in the game Will Fuller played, but if Will Fuller didn't play, I, I would boost Kosicki up a little bit. But I've got a bit of a target crunch and I don't think there's going to be a 300-yard passing game with Jacoby Brissett, although it's a revenge game, so maybe. That would be fun. Um, I just don't have enough volume for him, and it was really just one game. Jamie, top 12 for... Yeah, uh, it's, the, it's the only game that Jacoby Brissett has started so far. So, you know, uh, the, the two and a half games that Tua Tungabailoa played, maybe that's the problem for Mike Gusecki is that Brissett is leaning on Gusecki more so than, than Tua is. Um, and, and to Heath's point about Fuller getting hurt, uh, Fuller got hurt in the overtime period, you know, so that factors in, I think, a little bit to maybe when Gusecki's targets spiked. Um, it's a tight end that has the second most targets of any tight end in a game this season. So uh, once we get past really like the top 10 guys, I'll I'll take a, a dart throw on that as opposed to, you know, hoping for a touchdown here, hoping for a touchdown there. So, you know, if the connection is strong between those guys, I'll, I'll buy into it as a low-end starter. Jamie said touchdown there. All right, does it matter to you that... Uh... Brissett basically played two full games, right? I mean, he, he played almost the entire game in week two. Yeah, but that Buffalo game was an absolute disaster all across the board. The offensive line was a, a, a more of a mess than maybe it, it ever will be, or at least hopefully for uh, for any of the fantasy assets for the Dolphins. And it was a much better defense. This defense isn't very good. Yeah, the Colts have been horrible so far this year, one of the worst defenses in football. All season long, we are playing the Fantasy Football Today Start Sit Challenge. You can go to CB. This is really cool. Please do this. CBSSports.com slash start sit to play. How fun is this? Which player will score more fantasy points this week? That's all it is. And you just select out of two players. Um, Ten starter sit questions. You win a customized Trophy Smack Championship belt with your name engraved. Uh, and the overall winner for the season wins $1,000 and a guest appearance on the podcast. All right. One question we have this week. Brandon Ayuk versus Kenny Galladay. Brandon Ayuk against Seattle or Galladay at New Orleans. Who do you guys like better? Galladay, I guess. I have Galladay ranked higher right now, but I'm going to change that. I'd rather take a chance on Ayuk in that I, in that matchup. 
I'm not sure either of them are currently in my top 48 at wide receiver. Uh, no Shepard or Slayton as of now. I feel like he's Gallagher. also still hurt, though. Gallaudet's got to get. Yeah, he played about 70% of the snaps. Um, had just an incredible day, right? Uh, all right, so that's a real, it's a real interesting one. Please go to cbsports.com slash start sit to play. Hey, real quick, I'm going to take a quick break from start or sit and just a little stat here. Tell me if it matters to you. The two players who lead the NFL in yards per target are Quez Watkins and Brian Edwards. Now, Watkins has caught all seven of his targets for 26.6 yards per target. (laughs) Edwards, uh, 13 targets, and he's at 16.2 yards per target. Does this matter at all? Maybe thinking, hey, maybe maybe there's something here. Deep sleeper kind of players. Eagles, Quez Watkin, Cole Hawkins. I don't know if we can call Brian Edwards quite a deep sleeper, but maybe maybe he's just scratching the surface, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Heath, does this matter to you this early in the season? Qu- quick quiz, Adam. What is Quez Watkins' yard per reception? <laughs> it's the same as his yards per time. <laughs> um, yeah, it doesn't. At this early in the season on 7 and 13 targets, it really doesn't. Like I could understand why somebody would be excited about Brian Edwards, but Henry Ruggs and Hunter Renfro, I think, and Darren Waller are all still going to get more targets than him. He looks like it's easy to watch Brian Edwards play and say, man, it's I know why in training camp they were raving about this guy. He does look like a number one wide receiver the three times per game they throw it to him. Right, but that's the thing. I mean, he's doing great with his targets. Maybe maybe there's more to it. He does pass the eye test. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you for the hey real quick. Injuries, news, and notes, there are a lot of them. Tonight... The Bengals are going to be without safety Jesse Bates and probably cornerback Chidobi Awuzie. Jamie, does that change anything for you in terms of starting Marvin Jones or DJ Chark or Chenault? No, I think Jones is still a uh, high-end number three receiver. Chark is a number three receiver. Uh, Chenault's a number four receiver. Uh, Better in PPR than non-PPR, but uh, I still don't trust this Jaguars offensive line. I don't trust the Jaguars offense. I don't trust Trevor Lawrence. Uh, T. Higgins is out with a shoulder injury. When we looked at the game yesterday, we had done it assuming T.J. Hig- uh, T. Higgins would be out. Dalvin Cook limited in practice. Andy Dalton could start this week. Nick Foles could start this week. Justin Fields could start this week. That game will break down tomorrow. Bears and Lions. Marlon Mack, I forgot to mention this on the show. So anybody interested in stashing Marlon Mack as he could be on a new team soon? Deep Dynasty League, I think it's not a bad idea if he was dropped. Um, just to see uh, 14 team league, 16 team league. If you have a roster spot to play with, you know, I, I would put him probably in the same category, a little lesser just because at least, you know, where this guy's playing, but like behind like a Jeff Wilson. So if, like those are the two I'm deciding between to even have an IR spot. I would, I'd rather have Wilson, but I mean, you know, if Mac ends up in the right situation, he could be an injury away from, you know, starting role, but who knows what he's capable of doing at this point in his career. Yeah. I really want to see him do well. So, Cam Akers, dynasty managers, can can feel more confident, right? Because we don't have a lot of running backs who have recovered from an Achilles injury, and maybe we may not really see anything from Marlon Mack this year, but hopefully he goes out there somewhere and, and performs. James White likely out for the season. Did you guys pick up any Patriots running backs on waivers? No. I don't think so. I haven't seen all of my the, the, the process through. I may have got J.J. Taylor somewhere, but for the most part, I just avoided it. Okay. They may bring in somebody else. I mean, they're working out every running back that's available at this point. That's what it seemed like. So this may be see what we have this week and then reevaluate it after the game. 
All I'm right. Kind of surprised they haven't brought Adrian Peterson in yet. <laughs> Duke Johnson. I mean, that could make a lot of sense for them. Yeah, get, I, get that passing downs back. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know how he like nobody. Nobody wants him. Nobody picked up Brandon Bolden in this league, huh? All right. Uh, sorry, looking at waivers. Oh, uh, okay. Gronk, Gio Bernard, and Jason Pierre-Paul all miss practice. We expect Gronk to play, considering he came back from the injury last week. Julio Jones and AJ Brown miss practice. Before we get to this game, it's the last game we're going to preview. Are there any Titans wide receivers that you want to start or even consider starting this week at the Jets? You got to be in a deep league, but Nick Westbrook would be the preferred choice just based on his target opportunity from a week ago. So, um, but it's got to be a desperate situation. Yeah, Josh Reynolds was inactive last week. They could obviously make him active. Nick Westbrook, if you can't find him, I think he is Nick Westbrook in our database, but it's Nick Westbrook Akina. Uh, it's something like I K H I N E or I don't E. Yeah, yeah, nailed it. Cool. I had to pronounce that at halftime last week, and I was like, uh, "Yeah, Pete, what's his last name?" <laughs> uh, Eli Mitchell practice. Daryl Henderson. They're they seem optimistic that Henderson is going to play this week. Jamison Crowder expected to play. Marquez Valdez Scantling mispractice. Slayton and Shepard mispractice. Cleveland's got some injuries on their offensive line. Jedrick Wills and J.C. Treader, left tackle and center. They both miss practice. Missing practice on Wednesday is not a huge, uh, no, not a huge uh, alarm. I guess. What the hell am I saying? Not all that worrying. Doesn't matter. Probably not yet for for veterans. Yeah, exactly. So let me see the ones that do matter. Well, A.J. Terrell is back for the Falcons. Their cornerback Gerald Everett is on the reserve COVID list. Will Will Disley Disley could be interesting. Okay. Uh, Baltimore's getting a little healthier on defense. George Kittle has a calf injury, but is expected to play. All right. Right now, the Steelers wide receivers. Heath, you kind of made a reference to this yesterday. Are you expecting all three of them? We are only ranking Claypool right now. Um, I would be. I would guess we'll be ranking Deontay Johnson pretty quick soon. Um, but I, I kind of think the way Tomlin talked, it sounds like Juju may play as well. But I mean, right now we're only ranking Claypool. Okay. Will Fuller mispractice with chest and elbow injuries. Anthony Barr, Minnesota linebacker. He hasn't played yet. He was limited in practice. Remember, I've been talking about Nick Vigil and IDP. He's been okay. Had one huge game. I think he probably goes away. I, I honestly don't know their depth chart that well. But Anthony Barr is someone you could consider picking up. He's been a great linebacker in his day. Odell Beckham was limited with a shoulder injury. Jets safety Marcus May. The Jets have given up one passing touchdown this year. Fewest in the NFL. Marcus May out three to four weeks with a sprained ankle. All right, here's a question. Curtis Samuel, Rashad Bateman, Dwayne Eskridge, John Ross, who I don't know if we should completely uh, overlook him with the Giants situation. He does play for the Giants. Yeah, that's true, but he's a wide receiver. They're all off IR. Curtis Samuel, Rashad Bateman, John Ross, Dwayne Eskridge. They're off IR, but that doesn't mean that they're going to play this week. So what do you tell, what do you do with these players in IR spots? It's like, they're off IR, but they've got this window to be activated now. They may not even be like, do do fantasy managers need to take these players off their IR spots? It it really depends. Like commit there is a wide range of how commissioners are handling these IR spots. If you have enforced that a player must be on IR or PUP or COVID to be in one of those spots, then yes, I think they should have to come out of those spots because they're not currently on that any longer. But there are plenty of leagues where the IR spots have basically just been guys who have an injury tag next to their name. 
or maybe even don't. Yeah, that that bothers me. Yeah, no, not that. But guys who are on IR, like Curtis Samuel, you had him in an IR spot. Now he's off IR, but he's not necessarily going to be activated this week. We should I, have to put him on our roster and keep taking. It just depends. Like I think, like I looked yesterday because I ever saw Bateman in a few leagues, and, and I, I try to police myself as as much as I can. Um, but you know, sometimes when you play in all these leagues, it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm looking at uh, the league that Heath commissions. Um, our dynasty league right now, Curtis Samuel is still on IR in our database. So uh, as long as they still have the IR tag, you're fine. You know, so they may be activated off IR, the procedural move, but that that just opens the window for them to practice. Right. I guess I don't know how it would look in the league. I figured if they were off IR, they they wouldn't have the IR designation anymore. Uh, how, how about Rashad Bateman? Does he have it? Thing. He has it. The window to practice is open. Yeah, yeah, I know, but what about in our leagues? Is Rashad Bateman is he? It, it should be the same thing. Okay. Uh, yes, right. that takes care thing. of that then. All right. Well, that's that's a relief. Jamie was very cagey yesterday. I asked him if he was okay with me putting James White on IR instead of dropping yeah, him, and he just he wouldn't really give me a straight answer. It was really frustrating. He just called me a cheater. I was in the middle of uh, speaking of being called a cheater, so I was in the middle of a, uh, my son's baseball game. And we had one of those uh, umpires who, like, literally, if you if you remember Naked Gun, this is exactly how. Like every strike, I mean, these are these are nine nine through twelve year olds. Um, every strike, he like I mean, he's he's making it. He's making it all about himself. And so uh, I usually stand uh, when I'm not coaching one of the bases. I usually stand like right inside the gate. And a lot of times, like, I'll have the gate, like, cracked open. Not all the way open, but, like, cracked open. Especially, like, when my son hits, like, I'll, I'll, I'll try to record him so that his mom could watch. And, um, like, three times, he's like, close the gate. Close. I'm like, okay, I'll close the gate. And then in the middle of, like, kid threw a pitch, he comes walking over. Mm. If the gate's not closed and there's a ball that hits the gate, I'm calling your kid out. And then I'm ejecting you and I'm throwing you out for aiding and abetting. No. <laughs> I was like. Aiding in a bit. What? <laughs> and so then the other coaches were giving me a hard time. Like, you got to go on the other end of the bench. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow, what a jerk. It was so funny. And so you're texting me in the middle of that. Oh, nice. Going on. And they're like, hey, can I stash James White on IR? We know he's going to be on IR. Can I just get away with it? So I said to him, what would you do as a commissioner? No, you want to know what you said? You said nothing, but I said, I know he's likely out for the year. I could probably drop him. Do you have any issues with me putting James White on IR? He's not officially there yet. Jamie just writes, yeah, cheater. <laughs> I wrote, for real? Jamie says, if you didn't say anything, I wouldn't have noticed. And I said, he's going to go on IR, obviously. I, what am I supposed to do with that? I, I'm honestly not sure what you're telling me here. And Jamie <laughs> says, what would you do as commish? And I wrote, I'd be fine with it. I know it's just procedural. There's no way he's not going on IR. JB writes, what if they cut him? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, just answer the damn question. He, I closed he the said, gate. yeah, cheater. You just give him the little, you can hold that your finger down on it and give him the little thumbs up. Cool. <laughs> you don't have to say anything else. He said, yeah. All right, fine. That works. Let's get to the games. Here we go. Las Vegas at the Chargers. Did I tell you I was interested in this one? Stat of the game. The Chargers, 26th against running backs. They are allowing 5.46 yards per carry to running backs. That is the most in the NFL. They have arguably the worst run defense, I guess you could say. So, Jacobs, if he plays, would you start him? Barber, if Jacobs doesn't play, would you start him? Jamie, Vegas running backs. We're going to find out today, Thursday, on Jacobs' status because it's the first day of practice for them since the Monday night game. 
So my concern with Jacobs would be is, is it now a three-headed backfield? Because John Gruden seems to love him some Peyton Barber. Um, and will they, you know, use all three backs? I hope not for Jacobs' sake. If Jacobs is fine and practicing in full, I think he's a number two running back. I would take the chance on that. Like you said, the matchup's good. The last time we saw him, at least he found the end zone. He was hobbling around. The risk of of playing him is clearly if he's going to go out there and re-injures himself, if he's not 100% just trying to play. So uh, I would stay far away from Peyton Barber if Jacobs is, is active and ready to go. If Jacobs is out, then I think Barber is a borderline number two running back in non-PPR and a flex in PPR. And I, I'm actually a little bit worried about Kenyon Drake because um, I really would have kind of liked him in this game. If he only gets five carries but five catches, that's that's fine in this matchup. But I'm not sure how much he's going to play. They were talking about how he missed a pass blocking assignment, and they played Peyton Barber on third downs. Mm. Yeah, he's had uh, around 10, 11 PPR fantasy points in all three games, so he's given you a nice floor, Kenyon Drake. Uh, the Chargers defense, it's kind of like the Cowboys defense. They give up yards, not great in yards per play, but they are forcing turnovers, six turnovers in three games. Asante Samuel, rookie cornerback, he has two interceptions. I, yeah, go ahead. And I would say, and this could be, I, I might be wrong on one of these teams, but if a team is giving up a ton of yards through the first three weeks of the season, but they're not giving up points because they're getting turnovers, I'm going to assume they're probably bad. Oh, yeah, no, I completely agree. And the Chargers, I mean, the Raiders... Sixth in scoring, first in yards, first in plays, eighth in yards per play, second in pass attempts in the NFL. So let's talk about Derek Carr. I actually want to get your thoughts on him, not just in this game, but season long. Is he legit? Well, first of all, he's the number nine quarterback in four point, number seven in six point. If you take, what would he be if you only count his, his um, four quarters? <laughs> you, you, know, you know I have that. Yes. He'd, he'd be about 12th. He'd be 12th in four point and 10th in... Six points, still ahead of Justin Herbert and Dak Prescott, but no, he does. He has like and Aaron Rodgers. He has 186 yards and a touchdown and an interception in overtime. I, something like 186. Um, yeah, but like the yards per attempt is, has been phenomenal for 10 games now. It's 8.5 over his last 10 games. Uh, he's throwing a lot more. That's basically what it comes down to here. Uh, so you guys have him as a borderline t- like around 12th. But is he legit? I mean, is he? Yeah, I'll just stop it at that. Heath, is, is Derek Carr legit? I have Derek Carr ranked ahead of Aaron Rodgers this week, and I'm probably going to leave it that way until it changes. I think he's legit in the same range as where we had Tannehill and Stafford, and Stafford's moved up a little bit out of that range. But Cousins and Carr both have just moved into that um, Rodgers range where it's a low-end number one quarterback, and you're probably starting them most weeks. I think what stands out there is that you're you're calling Aaron Rodgers a low-end number one. That's how you feel? That's how we had it ranked at the beginning of the year. QB 10, QB 9. But, like, so much better than Derek Carr. Well, but Derek Carr is the one who's moved, is my point. Right. I still Cousins feel like they're Cousins is the one tiers. who's moved. Yeah. All right, uh, Jamie. Is well, Derek Carr- another thing we don't like, the thing that would change that is, is Carr going to continue throwing five to seven more passes than Rodgers every week? Yeah, Rodgers' pass attempts are down even from last year when they weren't very high. Um, okay, so Carr is 12th for Jamie, 13th for Dave, 10th for Heath. Jamie, you want to give your quick thoughts on Carr? He's playing great. I mean, you know, you, again, you go back 
the the last uh, four games of last season too that he started and finished. So it's 24 or more points in seven straight games. And he's he's got full command of this offense. The run game I still think is suspect, despite what Peyton Barber did last week. Um, you know, it's uh, the only thing that I'm a little curious about this week is is this defense going to be able to contain the receivers? Carr spreading the ball around so much that it's hard to say they're going to you know negate one guy. But this is uh, this is a good secondary that has you know done a nice job on some some pretty good receivers already. Will they do the same thing to Rugs and to and to um, Renfro? But then he has Waller and, and Edwards and you know whatever else he's going to cobble together, Zay Jones, whoever, um, to still get the job done. So I'll, I'll buy into what he's been doing now. I don't think it's a slam dunk, but I think it's good enough to trust. Well, I think Darren Waller managers want another big game, and maybe this will be it. He had a huge game in week one. He's been a little disappointing in weeks two and three. But you, you kind of mentioned how the Chargers have been very good against uh, wide receivers, third fewest fantasy points. They've faced McLaurin. They've faced Dallas. They've faced Tyreek Hill. And no wide receiver is more than 81 yards. Tyreek Hill, McLaurin, Cooper, 62 or fewer yards. So are the Raiders wide receivers sits this week? And they don't give up big plays. Um, third fewest amount of 20-plus yard pass plays. Only one pass play of 40 yards allowed. It's only three games, but so far so good. Are we sitting the Raiders wide receivers this week? That's the thing. And, and this is where I you know struggle with this. Is like I think Carr is, is worth buying into, but I don't know which receivers aside from Waller make plays for him. Because like you said... Uh, they've done a nice job. The 81 yards you're referencing is, is CeeDee Lamb. He had the eight for 81. Um, I don't know, though, how much Amari Cooper's rib injury factors into that because that was the game where it, I guess it flared up and, you know, wasn't, um, you know, he said he got hurt in week one, but, you know, week two, only five targets in that game. So how much of it was health for him? Uh, this offense, you know, I, it's, it's clearly not more diverse than the Chiefs. Um, but it's not far off. And so, you know, if they, if they make with just not as high end players, you know, but if they make the concerted effort to take away rugs, does that open up more opportunities for Edwards? Does that open up more opportunities for Renfro? But they've done a nice job against slot receivers too. So I just don't think it's a slam dunk across the board for these receivers, which is why I, you know, if there is a reason to pull back on car, that's the reason. Yeah. I, I think I have Renfro ranked the highest in PPR. Um, but none of them are some like it's just you're starting them because you don't have better options, not you want to start them. Yeah, I, I think one last thing here is that when you look at Dallas and Kansas City in particular, they ran all over the Chargers, right? I mean, Zeke Pollard and then Clyde Edwards Zealer with 100 yards. So you didn't get a lot of pass attempts from Dak, uh, you got pass attempts from Mahomes, uh, but but like, I just don't know that the Raiders have that kind of running game. So yeah, you know, that might help Carr too. But that this might end up being a bad, you know, a below average matchup for quarterbacks if their run defense is so bad all year. Uh, anyway, start Waller, start Herbert. He's seventh for Jamie and Dave. He's fourth for Heath. Eckler's a start. The wide receivers are a start. What about Jared Cook? Heath, starter sit Jared Cook. I I wouldn't begrudge anyone having to start Jared Cook. I, I don't think he's a good start, but I don't think he's a bad start. He's just in that range with Tyler Conklin, um, with probably Dalton Schultz, with Dallas Goddard. If I had Jared Cook on my team entering this week, I probably wasn't making a waiver ad to start someone over him. I know Heath would take Cook over Gasicki. Jamie, you were higher on Gasicki. Who would you rather have? I'd rather have Cook. Okay. So we'll call Cook a low-end starter. We will take a break. It feels like Cook has just been unlucky. 
Yeah, I mean, he had the touchdown call back in week two. He had a good game in week one. And uh, we'll see. All right, we'll take a quick break here. When we come back, Tampa Bay at New England Sunday night. Any Patriots worth starting? We'll tell you right after this. All right, I can't wait for this one. Sunday night football, Brady, Gronk, back in New England. Tom Brady's top three. I haven't heard. Yeah, I know. He's, uh, he's number one for Dave. He's thrown 10 touchdown passes. How about this? The Buccaneers have rushed for two touchdowns this year. Who has scored those two rushing touchdowns? Tom Brady. Yeah. And I know it. That one. Chris Got Brady. it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so we won't spend time on Brady. Unless you just like Foxborough is kind of a tough place to play. They've done pretty well against quarterbacks here that we don't care, right? All Brady all the time. Like I said, 68 yards away from history. Yeah, so he's gonna. So that's all he I needs. Mean, he's gonna I love yards. chaos. So I will absolutely be cheering for the Patriots in this game. It'll be a lot of fun. But no, you're starting Tom Brady. I don't think anyone other than Patriots fans are gonna be cheering for the Patriots in this game. And maybe I just said NFC I was. South fan. What's that? I just said I was. Yeah, I know. That's you're you're a freak. It's Brady versus Belichick. Who the hell is? Rooting for Belichick at this. Well, I, I I would guess Patriots fans probably even so would like to see Brady play well, but their team win. Yeah, that's probably hard to do, but because of what the Patriots like, if this if this was like like a legit offense versus the Bucks offense, you'd be like, okay, let's go, let's see some fireworks, let Brady go get his numbers, and and let our guy and, and our team go out and and beat them. But the only way that they beat them is if Belichick throws something at Brady that he's never seen before, and they get thrown off their game or he's just completely, you know, thrown off his game because of the, the emotions and everything that goes along with it. I just can't see that happening. And I've got a long list of people who are cheering for the Patriots. Panthers fans. I said, Saints fans, Rams fans. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. All right, fine. Um, Yeah. I think the, the, the Patriots just try to mess with Brady. Like they should let Mac Jones wear number 12. And they should just, I don't know, try to get in his head. It'll work. All right, Tampa Bay running backs. If Bernard doesn't play, does that make Fournette a start? Yeah. Uh, no, but close. Uh, he's a flex. <laughs> I like it. He's a All right, if Leonard Fournette or... I mean, Bernard basically did nothing in week two. He barely did anything in week one. You know, you, you know what you're getting from these guys. You know, I don't think this is... Hey, let's go back to Foxborough and run the football. <laughs> you know, they're not changing who they are. No, no, but you know, but he had five catch. Fournette had five catches. Yeah, in week he had one, 10, four, 10 PPR two. points in week one and eleven in week two, or flip that. You know, that's that's what you're looking at. If he scores, you get a better game. Yeah. Okay. I I would just say like twenty five percent of Brady's passes this year have gone to running backs. I don't think they're throwing the ball to Ronald Jones. Or hey, oh, he's better than Jones. No, I, I, but I think I think Fournette's probably getting fifteen percent target share, and Brady if Brady throws thirty five passes. I, I think he's I think he's I think he's gonna be good if Gio doesn't play. Okay, Fournette or uh, Fournette or uh, Damian Harris. Oh, Fournette, Fournette. Okay, Tampa Bay wide receivers. Jamie, what do we do if Brown? Assuming uh, Antonio you Brown start plays. Them all. Start them all. Yes, you have you have the three revenge games in this game. Yeah, Brown. Yeah, he's gonna be really pissed. He's he's the one that's pissed. <laughs> yeah. If there's anyone that's pissed, it's him. <laughs> okay, we'll get into more uh, Antonio Brown rankings. All right, fine. So let's say Antonio Brown plays. Geo doesn't. Brown or Fournette? Brown. 
I would play Fournette. I don't have uh, I have Evans and Godwin's ranked as starters, but I've got I've got Brown quite a ways behind him. This is I mean you, you got to assume that Brady's eight touchdowns go to probably you know everybody's getting one. Yeah. <laughs> so Gronkowski, this is actually a tough matchup. I mean, at least you go back to last year. They had, they gave up the six fewest fantasy points they faced. Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, Andrews. They faced the best of Have the they best. ever faced Gronk? They've never faced Gronk. <laughs> is there any hesitation on Gronk? I'm going to guess that if it's in the fourth quarter and he hasn't scored yet, they're giving him carries. <laughs> like, they're, they're, there's no chance they're leaving Gillette Stadium without a Gronk spike. I wish there were a player prop for Gronkowski throwing a touchdown pass to Tom Brady. There you go. That, that, that's another way that, that they're going to do it. There's, there's, there's something quirky. Bruce Arians is letting them do whatever they want. And I know, I'm, obviously, I'm joking, but the Patriots defense is good. You're not benching Rob Gronkowski. No, but the question is, would you start him over yes. you know, Andrews? Yes. Well, I would, I would, I don't think I'd start him over Andrews, but I, I and I do think it's quite likely one of Brown, Godwin, Evans, or Gronk is going to have a bad game. Yeah. Like Maybe week, two. Week one, week two, yeah. Right, week one it was um, Evans, week two it was Brown. Patriots, any Patriots that you are excited to start? We already talked about Damian Harris and our 60-second rankings disputes. I guess we can get into Jacoby Myers or the tight ends or something here. Anyone you're excited to start? No. Myers. Heath, how are you not saying Myers? I thought you were the Myers guy. I mean, I've got him 34th, 33rd. Like, it's he's a fine number three. I'm not excited to start him. I would start him over Beasley and Renfro just to tie in the, you know, the PPR caliber players that we've talked about. Okay. Most wide receivers have actually done really well uh, against like Cooper. They have the most production to wide receivers. Oh, they have. How about that? The only one they, they did well against that was a surprise was Robert Woods. It's just hard to have a big game without a touchdown. Yeah. Non PPR. He's, he's frustrating, but Myers not again, so, is, so is Beasley, you know? So, you know, if you're, if you're comparing the two, I think if I'm not mistaken, Myers game last week is better than Beasley's best game so far this season. What? Is more likely Gronkowski scores a throws or rushes for a touchdown, or Jacoby Myers scores in any way? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a go Myers <laughs> one, but that's a that's a fun one. What do we got here? Oh, okay, these are props. Ah, to catch the record-breaking pass, uh, Beasley did outscore Myers last week. He did. Receiver, look at these props, player props here. Receiver to catch the record-breaking pass. Gronk is plus 275. Godwin plus 350. Evans 450. Let's see, Fournette plus 1,000. That might be a good oh, one. Oh, please, please be Ronald Jones. That'd be funny. Ronald Jones plus 1,800. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think I place my bet on Evans plus 450. I think I'd go Brown plus 650. Just because it's better odds. Yeah. I don't think anybody has any reason to think they would know. Okay. You know what? If just going, yeah. All right. I like it. I like it. Uh, because it's not, it's not like you can even plan that out. What if somebody breaks a tackle and picks up 25 yards on a thought, play you thought you were getting 10? Yeah. All right. Let's go to uh, our next game Baltimore, Denver. By the way, Tampa Bay Day's DST is second overall. Expecting a good game there. Baltimore at Denver. Stat of the game, Denver is one of the 12 U.S. cities to have teams from four major sports, according to urbanphoenix.com. 
Can I make a request for all future Denver games? Yeah. Can the stat of the game just be conspiracy theories about Denver's airport? I don't. Is that a thing? Oh, that's a major thing. Sure, I'll look into it. Okay, thank you. All right. So yeah, a lot of sports teams in Denver. Everybody at home, see if you can think of the other eleven teams, eleven cities. Uh, all right, let's talk about uh, Lamar Jackson. He's not top five. He's closer to ten. Is that just because quarterback is loaded? Or what? Yes. Okay. And this is going to presumably be a very low-scoring game. Yeah, he's eighth for Jamie and Heath. He's tenth for Dave. Hopefully Marquise Brown catches the ball. So you got Justin Herbert ahead of Lamar? Yes. Yeah. Cousins or Lamar? Lamar. Uh, Lamar. All right. Would you start a Baltimore running back? I would not. I would prefer not to. Would you start a Baltimore? Last week, too. Baltimore? <laughs> Would you start a Baltimore wide receiver? Uh, Marcus Brown. I think I've got Brown as a number three. Let's see how much Jamie hates Tyson Williams after last week. Would you start Damian Harris or Tyson Williams? <laughs> Tyson Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Broncos defense has been one of the best in football. They've allowed the fewest points, but they face the Giants, the Jaguars, and the Jets. They're 3-0. and This will be a, a step up in competition for sure, but their run defense does seem really, really good, so we'll give them that, although they face the Giants, Jets, and Jaguars. Um, Marquise Brown or Jacoby Myers? Brown. Uh, Brown, but in PPR, it's close. Marquise Brown in PPR or Chuba Hubbard? Hubbard. Hubbard. Marquise Brown or a Falcons running back? Um, Brown in PPR. I'll go Mike Davis. Yeah, I don't know how much this matters to you, again, consider the competition, but there have been seven wide receivers who have had six or more targets against uh, the Broncos, and that's kind of where Brown lives, 6-8, to eight. and only one of them has more than 65 yards. It was Sterling Shepard in Week 1. Marvin Jones, 55 yards and a touchdown. Corey Davis, 41 yards on 10 targets. I guess we'll learn much more about Denver this week. Them and the Panthers both, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Mark Andrews, top 7 in both formats. You're going to start him. Teddy Bridgewater. So I know last week was really disappointing, but... 19 of 25, 235 yards. That's not so bad. He just didn't score a touchdown against the Jets. But, you know, like if he has to throw more in this game, and theoretically he would, you guys have him really low, like barely in the top 24. So not feeling a sleeper appeal for Bridgewater? Um, no, I think he'll be okay in two quarterback or super flex leagues, but it's too deep a position to say you're streaming him over some of these other guys, you know, and, and, and certainly not ahead of Carr or Cousins who – you know, we're probably backups on your fantasy team or picked up at some point along the way. And this is his toughest matchup. You know, I don't want to say he's gonna, he's gonna completely fall on his face, but this Ravens defense is clearly a step up in competition. Right. Yeah, I think that the Ravens, like I see in the notes here, they're 19th against quarterbacks, but that's completely misleading. They've played Mahomes and an overtime game against Carr when he threw 56 passes. And there. Jared Goff. And well, Goff, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. Uh, put it this way, are there any Broncos that you well, I think people are going to start Fant. So the Broncos running backs, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, how do you feel about them, Jamie? I think that Sutton's a borderline starter. You know, I, I don't want to judge him based on last week. I also don't want to overreact too much to what he did in week two. But I would expect that this is the, you know, type of target share that you're going to expect from him when they're in a competitive game. You know, so probably looking at somewhere between six and ten targets. I saw I ballpark it at eight. And uh, with the way that they were challenging down the field, so... Tougher competition, 
you know, opportunity to make some plays. You know, I, I, if I have him and I don't have a better option, I'm starting clear. Patrick is a little bit tougher to trust, but again, I think the targets will be up. So uh, borderline number two, borderline number three receiver for each guy. Marquise Brown or Corlin Sutton? Uh, I'll give Brown the benefit of the doubt based on what I've seen so far. That one's close enough that I have to look it up. Uh, I'll go Sutton. So I cannot believe Denver's favored in this game, by the way. It started with Baltimore minus one and a half. They defeated at home. <laughs> uh, now it's minus one for Denver. Yeah, look, Baltimore has been a little uninspiring this year, okay? I mean, they, uh, they did beat the Chiefs. Well, that, that was impressive, but CH fumbled. They barely beat the Lions. You've got a run-heavy team with no running backs. That's true, right? Noah Fant, top eight in both formats. You guys like Fant or Andrews? Andrews. Andrews. Okay, Fant or Goddard? Um, Fant. Fant or Logan Thomas? Uh, Fant. Fant. Which DST do you like better? Fant. Mm. Uh, Baltimore. Question. Heath, the answer for you is Baltimore. Baltimore, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, definitely. I just updated those. Okay, good. Pittsburgh at Green Bay. Green Bay's run defense has been awesome, but they will be without... Tyler Lancaster, most likely. He's a backup nose tackle for them, but he's on the reserve COVID list. And yeah, this is the stat of the game that you will probably ignore. The I'll just sum it up like this. They've played uh, 10 games now, haven't given up a carry to a running back of longer than 20 yards. Uh, second longest was 16 yards, Trey Sermon last week. So I'm buying into their run defense. I don't know how big of a loss Lancaster would be. So Najee Harris, I guess you you maybe, given how he has run... I, yeah, and I don't think defense. 20 twenty yard runs were never part of the game plan for Najee Harris in the first place. But yeah, I, I, he he could have a pretty low rush average again. So you're probably going to need that receiving production. I think you guys have him around twelfth. Is Najee Harris just a slam dunk must start? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 funny because it's harder in non PPR than it is PPR because you expect him to get the catches um, at this point. You know, it's not going to be the same level clearly uh, if, if everybody's healthy, but. I don't know which receivers are going to play for the Steelers. So, yeah, if if Juju and Deontay Johnson are both cleared, I will probably have Harris closer to like fourteen. But it's just hard to like. I just had to try to defend Mike Davis and Leonard Fournette as starting running backs. There's not. You're just going to probably start him. Yeah, I think it might be a terrible game, but you're going to start him. You guys are not starting Ben Roethlisberger. He's outside your top twenty-four. <laughs> I. I think he's going to be a top. All right, bold prediction. He finishes like 18th this week. Let's go. What has been Roethlisberger for the season? Oh, he's not 18th. He's 15 points or less each week. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a 2.3% touchdown rate. That's horrible even for Ben Roethlisberger. The Last only year, quarterbacks I have ranked behind Ben Roethlisberger are rookies. The only quarterbacks who have started every game and have scored fewer fantasy points than Ben Roethlisberger are, are rookies. rookies. No, he sucks, but... Green Bay's defense is terrible. I, it seems that way, at least right Gerard now. Gerard Taylor has scored more fantasy points than Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger this year. 2.3% touchdown rate, Heath. I thought that you'd like that stat. Taylor Heineke has scored 16 more fantasy points than Ben Roethlisberger this year. And that's more than Roethlisberger scored in any game. All right, Sid Roethlisberger. <laughs> so if all the wide receivers play, who would you start? Uh, who would, how would you rank them for Pittsburgh? Johnson, Juju, Claypool, and PPR. Johnson, Claypool, Juju, and non-PPR. 
agree completely. Johnson would be a low-end number two, borderline number two in both formats for me. Juju and Claypool would be low-end number threes. All right, one thing I want to see with Claypool is I feel like he was on the left side of the field more often yes, uh, in week three, but I kind of feel like that's Deontay's side of the field. And that's where you want to be against Green Bay because if you're on the right side of the field on offense, you're going up against Jair Alexander. So I'll take a look in week two where Claypool's targets came from. Um... Mostly on the left, I guess. I don't know. You just want to be away from Jair Alexander. Uh, the Packers are easy. At least Adams and Jones are starts. Um, what? A, okay, so Aaron Rodgers. What are your expectations for Aaron Rodgers in this game? Pain. <laughs> um, I, think, I think he'll be a uh, low-end starter. So you guys, do you all, both of you have... Car over Rodgers? No, I would start Car. I would start Rodgers over Car. Uh, yeah, I think I have Car and Cousins both over Rodgers. I've got Rodgers at 14th, I believe. How about Joe Burrow tonight or Aaron Rodgers? Rodgers. Uh, Rodgers. Although, I, mean, I did not realize that. Joe Burrow has scored more fantasy points than Aaron Rodgers this season. No. Yeah, but you really? throw out week one. Oh, right. Rodgers had one point in week one. Yeah. 34 in week two, 22 in weeks in week three. This in six point per passing touchdown leagues. Um, Pat Fryermuth or Robert Tunyon. You guys want to start either of these guys? Yeah, can't wait. Um, not Fryermuth, uh, but he would be more interesting if if the receivers, but both receivers are out. And um, uh, Tunyon, no, I mean he's touchdown or bust. You know what you're getting. So would you start the streaming guy, like Dalton Schultz over Tunyon? Yes. Who else? Who are the other streamers? Conklin. Conklin. Evan Ingram or Tunyon? Ingram for me. All right. Anyone else? MVS if he plays? No. Okay. That's the Packers and the Steelers. I want to see, though, also if um, TJ Watt plays. That's big. Yeah, big deal for sure. So Kansas City at Philadelphia, Jamie, should I make this the bonanza? Sure. <laughs> no, nah, I wouldn't do that to you. Oh, okay, Jalen Hurts. Me that I haven't done to myself. Yeah, 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 you know it's possible they would cancel each other out. That's true. Yeah, could be a good thing. Kansas City of Philadelphia. The Chiefs give up the most yards per play. We'll see if Frank Clark plays this week. He's only played one game. They could really use him. And uh, all right, here's your stat of the game: the Chiefs' bad defense, but especially against running backs, five yards per carry, third most fantasy points to running backs. Five running backs have already scored 10 or more PPR fantasy points in three games. Three have scored 16 or more PPR fantasy points. A running back has gained 93 or more total yards in every game, all three games against the Chiefs. So, Heath, does Miles Sanders get back on track? You got to figure that they regret giving him two freaking carries last week. Starter sit Miles Sanders, and who would you start him over? Um, I've got him as a top 20 running back. I'd start him over Damian Harris, James Robinson, Miles Gaskin, Kareem Hunt. I just, I would prefer to start Miles Sanders in this game than Clyde edwards Mm. All right. Jamie, Clyde or Miles? Uh, I think I have him almost back-to-back. I like Clyde better, um, but Miles Sanders I think is still worth buying back into. I can't imagine a situation where they don't try and run the ball like most teams do against the Chiefs. And that's the that's the correction I think early in the game that you see. So Sanders is uh, is still worth trusting. 
I'm just going to say this for every game now, I guess, but Miles Sanders and Clyde Edwards are also back-to-back in fantasy points scored for the season. <laughs> Sanders has scored one more point than Clyde. Devontae Smith or one of the running backs, full PPR? Both running backs. Yeah. Is there any wide receiver you're starting in this game other than Tyreek Hill? Um, st- uh, yeah, I mean, Devontae Smith is still worth starting as a number three receiver. Yeah, I've got him 34th. I'd start him over Claypool, assuming the Steelers wide, assuming Deontay Johnson's back. Would you start Devontae Smith or Chuba Hubbard? No, you're going to start Chuba Hubbard. Would you start Devontae Smith or Rams starting running back? Rams running back. Um, Rams running back. Devontae Smith or Cortland Sutton? Sutton. Sutton. Super flex league, Devontae Smith or Ben Roethlisberger? Um, <laughs> come on, brother. How, how many points per pass touchdown? Oh, he doesn't really do a lot of that anyway. <laughs> no, I start Six. Okay, I'm just joking. Okay, uh, what else in this game? Tight ends for Philadelphia. Goddard. So now Goddard and Ertz have the same amount of targets, but Ertz had seven last week to pull him even with Dallas Goddard. Is Goddard a start this week? Borderline. He's right in that Jared Cook range, although I did pick up Dalton Schultz in two different leagues. I didn't drop Goddard, but I am starting Schultz over Goddard currently. Start Mahomes. Let's talk a little bit more about Clyde Edwards-Elair. Eagles' run defense was terrific first two weeks. Horrible last week against Dallas. Maybe not having Brandon Graham had something to do with that. Could not have been everything. They were just getting beat at the line of scrimmage. And this is another good offensive line, but it's probably not Dallas in terms of that, you know. Fiscality, but uh, would you start Clyde or James Robinson? Robinson, I've got Robinson higher. Clyde Edwards Elair or Leonard Fournette PPR. Clyde, I'll go Fournette. Clyde Edwards Elair or 49ers starting running back? Clyde, Clyde, okay. I think that pretty much concludes. Oh, Jalen Hurts is uh, fifth for Jamie, sixth for Heath. 11th for Dave. So he's a starter. I, I don't know why Dave has him 11th. Not saying he's wrong. I'm guessing because if you just heard our recap podcast on uh, Tuesday, Dave seemed a little more worried about Hurts than Jamie was. Okay, get back on track. Jalen Hurts. Houston at Buffalo. Stat of the game. So look, it's all about Brandon Cooks for, for Houston. So far, no wide receiver has more than 62 yards against the Bills. Five wide receivers have had seven to ten targets, and none of them have had more than 62 yards. Now, Cooks has gotten a lot more than seven to ten targets the last two weeks, but this is a very, very tough matchup. So, Jamie, starter sit Brandon Cooks. I'm still starting. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. It is a tough matchup. Uh, I'm going to guess he sees a lot of Tredavious White, but I think volume will matter here. Uh, garbage time will matter here, and it's just it's too difficult to get away from him until I see a bad performance yet. And so... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with him one more week as a number two receiver. And there have been a lot of wide receivers that have scored 10-ish PPR points without a touchdown. So if Cooks does what they did and just scores a touchdown, then he'll be okay. Touchdown's gonna be tough. Uh, you know, this this could be this obviously could get out of hand. I'm sure Cooks is the only Texan that you're considering here. And Josh Allen is either one or two for everybody. So let's talk about the Buffalo running backs. Which one do you prefer, and are they? Worth starting this week, Heath. 
I don't want to start either of them because I don't feel a great deal of confidence about who's going to get the most carries this week. But I do think if if Zach Moss has a bigger role again in week four, then we can start to feel confident in him as a uh, low-end number two, high-end flex. Jamie, if you're looking at, say, the Broncos running backs against Baltimore and the Bills... Moss. Okay. I like Moss this week. Yeah. I mean, I think you've seen now he's their goal line guy in a game that they're going to be favored. So I think he has an opportunity to score. Uh, they used him more in the passing game last week. Um, he's got more playing time last week, you know, so whatever the punishment or injury that he was dealing with in week one, he's responded and I think responded well to me. Singletary is the type of running back that stinks, you know, guy between the twenties that doesn't have a huge role in the passing game. So I, I would try to avoid him. Would you start Corey Davis or Zach Moss? I would start Zach Moss. I start Zach Moss over Fournette. Over Fournette, okay. Corey Davis, Heath? Uh, I would start Davis, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've got to talk about somebody in that Jets-Titans game. That's coming up next. Buffalo wide receivers. Stefan Diggs is a start. Who's your second favorite Bills wide receiver? Beasley. Beasley and PPR, Sanders and none. Uh, Beasley, Sanders, Zach Moss. Who's your fave? Moss. Beasley, Moss, Sanders. Gets the heart emoji. Uh, Dawson Knox is like 20th, not buying into it yet. Texans have been really bad against tight ends. They give up the fifth most fantasy points to tight ends. Nobody's had an enormous game, but they, you know, O'Shaughnessy had 48 yards. Harrison Bryant had 49. Tommy Tremble scored a rushing touchdown. Chris Manhurts caught a touchdown. I can't really sit here and tell you to start Dawson Knox. But you should start the Bills DST. They are number one. Cross the board for. Did you do a stat of the game for this one? No. Yes. I have a, yes, I have I a stat of the game for this one. No wide receiver of more than 62 yards against Buffalo. Oh, dang it. What is it? Okay. Uh, excluding Trey Lance because he's only thrown one pass, Davis Mills leads this class of rookie quarterbacks <laughs> in quarterback rating, touchdown percentage, and interception percentage so far this season. That's horrible. <laughs> That's really bad. I hate that. That is not good. All right, Colts at Dolphins. Let's say the Dolphins have had a pretty tough schedule so far. They have faced three teams that are top 10 in yards per play allowed. Buffalo, New England, and Las Vegas. And they face two of them with their backup quarterback. The Colts, fifth most yards per play. And here's your stat of the game. Yards per catch is weird in this game. The Colts allow the most yards per catch to wide receivers. The Dolphins, the fourth most. And I'm pretty sure the Dolphins were were worst last in that category in 2020. I don't know what that is. The Colts absolutely suck against wide receivers. I don't know what... Did, do we know what uh, Xavier Rhodes' status is? Did he practice? We got to keep an eye on that. They got a very beat-up secondary. Um, so we'll come back to that in a little bit with Waddle and all that. But let's start with the Colts' wide, uh, running backs. We're sitting Carson Wentz. Jonathan Taylor, Naeem Hines, Jamie, break it down. Big games, you know, average games, must-starts. What do you think about Taylor and Hines? I think you're starting Taylor, but I don't think it's a slam-dunk number one running back anymore. I think he's more of an, in the number two range uh, after what we've seen and probably more in the number two range in a lot of people's minds for his production so far, um, non-football related. Uh, it's, it's, been, it's been frustrating, and no Quentin Nelson is going to you know, be hard for him, but this run defense from Miami, the, the problem is, is that what we've seen from them is when they've been on the field so much is, is – They've been tired. So I think that's what helped Peyton Barber. It helped Zach Moss with the touchdowns. They had a lot of short fields against Buffalo. So I'd be a little bit nervous about John Taylor, so I wouldn't play him in, in daily. Um, Naheem Hines, you know, I, don't, I hope it's not the roller coaster of one good game, one bad game, one good game, one bad game, and that's what we have so far uh, through three. 
But the Dolphins, I think, are top seven in most receptions allowed to running back. They're one of seven teams that have allowed 20-plus receptions to running backs. And so that's where Hines, I think, is going to have to benefit. So um, in PPR, he's an okay flex play, but not, again, a slam dunk either way. I just hate the Colts across the board in this game because I, I do think that Michael Pittman's going to struggle uh, with the secondary, so he may get his targets up, but um, this is a get-right game for the Dolphins. Uh, they have allowed 16 to 18 PPR fantasy points to a wide receiver in every game, and they were Aguilar, Diggs, and Renfro. Do you think Pittman, Pittman can get there? And I mentioned they're not good at no. yards per catch. Now you don't think so, 16 PPR? No. Okay. Uh, Heath, are you excited about Taylor this week? Heath, Jamie's not I, super excited I, about anyone. I think I am more excited about the Colts across the board um, than Jamie. But like I'm just you're starting Jonathan Taylor. I don't know that we really need to discuss it that much. Sure. Um, I man, the way Pittman's got targets the past couple of weeks, I'm probably just going to start him. I mean, the Colts haven't exactly had the easiest start to the year with Russell Wilson and the world beater Rams. Now they laid an egg against the Titans last week, but I, I'm not sure who it's more likely to be a get-right game for, the Colts or the Dolphins. I thought coming into the year, the Colts were better than the Dolphins. I think Jacoby Brissett is really not not good. Sorry. Sorry yeah, I, I would have said if the Colts are healthy, they're better than the Dolphins, too. They're just not healthy. But they're, they're healthy at quarterback. You know, the Dol- well, they're healthy-ish at quarterback. Well, I don't right? think this is, a, this, is, this is play the under. I mean, this isn't a high-scoring game for Miami. I don't mean get-right game from the Dolphins from an offense perspective. I think just from a team perspective. Like, they get a win in this game. Bonanza. Uh, all right, sit set. Miles. Please, this would be a great place to use it. <laughs> Miles Gaskin or Clyde Edwards either. Clyde. I'll go Gaskin and PPR. Miles Gaskin or Naeem Hines? Gaskin. Gaskin. Miles Gaskin or Jalen Waddell and his like seven yards per catch? 7.6. Um, Gaskin, but Waddle, I think, is still worth playing. Yeah, I've got... Uh, they're both good. Okay. Flexish, guys. Waddle or... Uh, hold on. Waddle or... Wait, damn it. Pitman! Pitman. Uh, Waddle. All right, all right. Not starting Parker or Fuller if he plays? No. If you want to hear about Mike Kosicki, please rewind to the 60-second rankings disputes. And I'm sorry to save this one for last. Tennessee is at the Jets. Hmm. Underrated stat of the game. Tennessee at the Jets. <laughs> Michael Carter had seven more touches than Ty Johnson in week three. So I know it doesn't really matter, but it seems like every week he's taking a little bit more of that Running back make, role? Make sure he's not been dropped in your leagues. I found him on the waiver wire in a couple of places. I still think he's a good stash. Yeah, I'll check his roster percentage. Okay, are we starting any Tennessee... Are we starting anyone in this game other than Derrick Henry? Um, In this game? Yeah, Corey Davis, number three receiver. And if Julio plays, I would start Julio as a number three receiver. Yes. Yeah, no, I... I right. Obviously... If A.J. Brown miraculously or Julio Jones plays, you start them. But assuming they are out, I was surprised that you guys have Tannehill where you have him. I think he's We don't have Julio ranked out. Okay. I haven't adjusted my rankings since uh, Tuesday night either, so there'll be there'll be a dropping of Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, Michael Carter, by the way, 78% rostered, so keep an eye on that. Um, Corey Davis, Michael Pittman, Jalen Waddell, who's the best of that group? 
Uh, Waddle and PPR, Davis and none. Pitman. Pitman. Anything else? I, I, I asked you this an hour ago, but in case people have forgotten, take a flyer on a Titans wide receiver. Who would it be? Jamie, I just want to hear you pronounce the name. That's all. Oh, uh, Nick Westbrook. That's what he is in our database. <laughs> Akina Matata. Akina Matata. All right, perfect. Jets actually, they, they see the second fewest wide receiver targets in the NFL. Teams are not really throwing a lot on the Jets. This is, I'm sure that'll change with the Titans. Yeah, right. I mean, this is like just made for, there he is, Nick Westbrook. Sure, we'll keep it at that. Uh, all right, you know how this game is going to play out. Tennessee's DST. Tennessee's DST, they are 74% roster now, but they have the Jets this week, and then they have the Jaguars next week. So you might be able to keep them for two weeks, and they are top. Oh, wait a second. Let me see. Is this ranking still still right for Tennessee's DST? Let me just refresh the rankings page. They are fourth for Jamie, third for Dave, and 24th for Heath. They're really bad. (laughs) They are. That's true. You gonna keep them there, twenty fourth? I'm not. They will, they will not be in my top twelve. So, like, they might move up to fifteenth if that would make you feel better. It would. Will you do that for me? <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, we're out of here. That starter sit for the AFC home games. We'll have seven NFC home games and a recap of the Jaguars and the Bengals. Who covers? Let me get the spread. Sixteenth. Uh seven and a half. Oh, thank you, Heath. Seven and a half Bengals. Who covers? Bengals. The Bengals and the under. Forty-six is the under. Bengals and the under. Okay. I agree. An answer. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We will talk to you tomorrow on fantasy football today. Enjoy some football today.